It's time for the Live, Shop, Work, and Play radio show and podcast. Interesting people, open conversations, and topics worth talking about. And now, your host, a Georgia Bulldog fan and graduate, a smart real estate investor who learns the hard way, and a radio talk show host. You never know what he's going to say. Joe Mullins. Hello, Florida. This is Joe Mullins of the Live, Workshop Play show. And good morning and welcome. What a beautiful weekend. It's been a cold week here in Florida. I've got also here with me today, Commissioner Dave Sullivan from Flagler County. Commissioner Sullivan is a very good friend of mine. Um, we, Commissioner Sullivan, or, or I'm going to call you Dave, as I always do. Dave, you're a Navy veteran. You're a big Navy veteran. How important it is to show strength in the world? Well, uh, it, it's interesting you bring that up right now, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what's happening now. But I was in uh, active duty Navy. I was an intelligence officer at the start of the Yom Kippur War, and I was in a place called Rota, Spain, where most of the classified information in and out of Europe uh, about the war went through Rota. We also, it was, there are a lot of similarities. That's when Sadat crossed the Suez Canal, took, took on uh, Israel in a very large war. He actually made a lot of progress. Uh, Sadat and the United Arab Republic got all the way across the canal and were approaching um, cities in Israel. It, and we had to strongly react uh, back then. It's very similar to what's happened now. This time it's Hamas in, Pal- in, the, in the, you know, the Palestine section of the Gaza doing the attack. But there was initial success on the Arab side, and Israel had to react to it. And the United States back then, let me tell you what we did. We put destroyers right across the Mediterranean, picket ships. We were watching for Russian airplanes coming down from the Soviet Union and helping, uh, helping out uh, Egypt. We, we did all kinds of things in the way of resupply, airplanes being flown in on a regular basis. The war went on for quite a while. I can remember um, uh, there in our intelligence facility where all the communications was going through, when the SR-71 uh, reconnaissance aircraft would do flights along the Suez Canal, they'd stop in Rota, Delurose the film, and we were one of three places in the world where we're getting it. So I have, so I have background, but my point there is we were incredibly strong. Two carrier groups, picket ships across the Mediterranean. We did not, we stood by Israel, we were stern, and we ne- did not back down. Israel, at the end of that war, had gone back across the canal, people forget about this, and surrounded Cairo, and they were ready to take out Egypt. That's when uh, we were as close to World War III as we've, we've, we've gotten with the Soviet Union. So people forget about that, but there are a lot of lessons to be learned there. But the one lesson to learn is strength. And you, there can be no wavering on this, no ins and outs. And, and what was the result of all that? Egypt and Israel have become... They're not at each other's throat anymore, right? You know, what's so unique? So I think strength was the key. You know what's unique with this, uh, Dave, is when I was in Europe, the Europeans and these people were from all over the world. They don't respect and fear America anymore. They don't want our money. They turn around and say that we're we're now falling apart. They don't have the issues of the bathrooms or the statues. I mean, there's statues everywhere in Rome. So they're they're looking at America and laughing at us, and they're sitting here going, "We are not respected like we used to be." Right, like right, back well, then, as a, a small tidbit on that, during the Yom Kippur War fifty years ago, they talk about that now, which was a similar kind of situation. 
there's a base in that we're co-located on in in Spain in Rota, and there's a Spanish admiral who's the you know he's a two or three star Spanish admiral. You know what he did during that war because we were using the airfield for resupply and all that. There was no agreement between Spain and the United States. You know what the admiral did? He left town. He said, he said, do you think that guy would leave town now? I don't think so. And that's when we were we were kings of the hill and, and he didn't mess with us. It's just amazing seeing all this. Um, so, Dave, back then in the difference I'm seeing now, I was a child. I was growing up. I didn't see all this protesting. We've allowed so many of these people into this country. They're now protesting America supporting Israel all over California and different places. So our listeners understand, did Israel start this latest fight? What happened? I was on a plane. Well, there's a long, as I say, there's a long history of this, and we have to learn from history. That's why I bring up the Yom Kippur War and the difference in the situation then. Who attacked first? Hamas attacked Israel. It actually incurred out of the Gaza Strip into Israeli territory, made made penetrations there, took prisoners, killed civilians and military forces. So there's no doubt about the fact that that happened. So Israel fought back, and now the Palestinians that are here in America are saying Israel's being cruel, they're being harsh. That's, because the, strat- they that's, that's the strategy of the anti-Israeli people in the world, depending on which country you're talking about, Iran, mm-hmm. or um, and to, to a degree, uh, uh, other countries. I won't go into that right now, but the point is, that's the strategy. They do whatever they want. Miserable, horrible things. They don't care. Killing civilians that makes no difference to them. Everybody's an enemy. And then they do that, make their attack, thousands and thousands of missiles, and then they go, oh, well, uh, Israel is so mean, they're going to start killing us now. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Israel's not going to back off this time. You know that uh, President Biden is going to Israel right today, I guess. He's leaving to go, and everybody's afraid he's going to tell the Israelis to be careful and in what you do. That we won't be supportive of them like we have been in the past. Right. You know, for, for many people, this is more than just a war. It's it's a, the play out of the Bible, the play out of what's going to happen. Israel's going to be attacked in the end of time. So a lot of people are paying attention to this. Israel's at war. America stands by them. If America doesn't stand by them, what a disaster that would be. But um, do you think this is playing out? Uh, in the biblical sense, and that we, if we go over there and we back off and support them and something happens to Israel, I think we're in a mess. Well, that could always happen. Um, We have to, you know, as a practical person uh, living in the world, if you're the military or uh, official in government, uh, you have to go with what's presented to you right now. Now, does it fit in to the Bible and all that? Absolutely. But I don't know if this is a particular time, particular event. Or not. Senator Scott, I want to welcome you to the show. It's always an honor to have you on here for our listeners. But I, I want to thank you for calling. You just recently went to Israel. When I was flying back, all of a sudden a war broke out. I really don't know what happened other than we, we're now in a battle. But you just recently went to Israel. And can you talk a little bit about that and kind of where America stands with Israel? Sure. First, I'm mad and that I'm concerned. Here's what I'm mad about. We have a lot of people in Florida that either were over there on the holidays or have relatives or friends in, in Israel. Um, I know one family, their uh, sister-in-law, her husband, and three kids, I think two six-year-olds and three-year-old, were shot in the head. 
Um, we know we have 30 Americans killed by Hamas. We know we have Americans captured uh, and been, been held hostage. We know teenage girls were raped and then murdered and then um, um, burned to death. We know elderly people. Um, we know elderly women from that survived the Holocaust was um, murdered, raped, taken through the streets of Gaza and murdered. So, so here's the deal. Iran hate America and they hate Jews. They hate them. They hate Israel. They hate Jews. Hamas is just a proxy for Iran. I got a, we've got a president that is an appeaser to Iran. Just give him $6 billion. Um, gives money to uh, to uh, the Palestinians that give it that's taken by terrorist groups, and he wants to keep doing it. So we got Americans hostages, we got Americans killed, and we got a president that's an appeaser to Iran that led all this. So that I'm mad about. Here's what I'm concerned about America: our borders open, our borders open. Whether we like it or not, our borders open. There are people that have come into our country in the last three years that want to demolish our way of life. I'm scared to death for every American family about the terrorism that might happen in this country. We have got to wake up and start picking our picking our friends, right, and calling and not doing things for our enemies. Iran's an enemy. Russia's an enemy. China's an enemy. North Korea's an enemy. Quit helping them. But this administration gives them money, reduces sanctions. So they have more things, to, more money to go harm our friends and us. And I'm mad, and this is, and I'm gotten, I'm very concerned. So we better wake up before it happens here. Senator Scott, you you bring up it happening here, and um, when I was in Europe, the the consensus over there is they have lost respect for America. Many people I talk to, they don't want our money. I tried to tip them with American money. They said no, thank you. We don't want it. They, they're they starting to treat us differently. But a, a few people over there and a few people here, the far left, seem to think if Republicans go into power uh, with, the, you know, they did this through Trump's term. He's going to start a world war. He's going to start a world war. While I was in England, I saw protesting people protesting the Ukraine war and saying, this is coming to you next, wake up. And I thought to myself, as I flew on the plane and heard the Israel come, conflict start, I thought to myself, this is very interesting that they are saying we would have started a war with President Trump and a strong Republican Senate and a Congress, and here we are at war. It's amazing. And, and then well, weakness brings back, war. Weakness brings war. It's real simple. Weakness brings war. Trump was president. Okay, we weren't at war. Now that we have a weak president, and we have Democrats controlled, um, you know, both, you know, uh, the uh, the Senate. What do we get? We get a war. You know, look at what's going on in Ukraine. Look at what's going on in Israel. Look at the, the how China's threatening. They're already they're already stealing land in in the Philippines. They're threatening Taiwan. So appeasement weakness does not work, and that's what we got. We got Democrats are appeasers. They're weak. They think they have a nice conversation with somebody. Well, I tell you, all the fam all the people that lost their families, right? That's what you get. You get you get people. I mean, think about this. We got we got Americans hostage, and I got a president that's trying and trying to build a better relationship with Iran and Palestinians. Go kill every Hamas member and get our get our hostages back. 
You know, with, with something different, when I was a child, I, I noticed uh, the war and the, the, the conflict with Israel and the Middle East. But something different today that I've seen that really shocks me is I'm seeing protests across California, Oregon, New York, places like that in D.C. that are protesting America standing with Israel. What is going on with that and why is that occurring today? Is that the weak border that we're talking about? Well, first off, if you're an American citizen and you don't understand what's happening, you're putting your and your family's life at risk. If you're not an American citizen, get the hell out of our country. You have no right to come, on, come over here and protest to support people that murder Jewish babies. That's what they did. They, they mutilated Jewish babies. All right. So get the hell out of our country. You're not an American citizen. Get the hell out. We don't we don't want you here. You know, it's a, I agree totally. It's shocking seeing it, seeing them sit there and say that Israel's being cruel. They picked the fight. They attacked Israel and they're doing the typical far left liberal stance that they had. We now that we're getting attacked back or we're getting we're standing, they're turning around playing victim. And it really just frustrates me seeing that. And I know it frustrates the listeners. We've had so many listeners call in and and say, what can we do to support you and support our leaders, our leadership in this country to stand with Israel and ignore these these uh, little pocket protests is what I call them. What can our what, what can our be listeners vocal. be vocal? Be very vocal every way you can be. Okay, go support Israel. Go support Jews. When you see anti-Semitism, protest against it. Call it out. I mean, this is you know, look. It, this is exactly what the left wants. They want to divide us. Um, and Israel. I mean, look, Israel's in a tough position. They live in a, they live in a very tough neighborhood. Uh, but Iran wants to destroy Israel. They want to kill every Jew. And they want to kill every American. They hate our guts. Wake the heck up. All right. And when you have an opportunity to vote, vote over the most important issue, your safety, your safety. You better get we better get a president and a House and Senate that give a damn about border security and about having a military that is not woke, but lethal and scares the crap out of people. I agree totally. The intimidation factor isn't there. I mean, I was so frustrated with one of the foreigners that was coming at us because they were just treating us horrible. I looked at him and I said, you understand why you speak English and I don't speak your language. And he just looked at me and I said, because you guys come to us asking for help when your stuff doesn't work, your financial, your economy, your bullying. When somebody picks back on you, you're coming to us begging us for help. And I said, we don't come to y'all and beg for it. it. It's amazing seeing that and seeing it in the countries. And, you know, it's something it, it's unique that you say that it's happening in our cities. I was just up in Pittsburgh for an event and I went into a store and one of the stores looked at me and said, or do you need a bag? And I said, sure, I do. They said, well, we we're going to plastic is being banned Friday. We can't use it anymore, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a bag. I didn't know if you were anti-plastic. And I said, no, I thought plastic was recyclable. And the lady looked at me and she goes, you know, I'm so frustrated. Our leaders in this city are so focused on regulating and hurting us as businesses. They're not paying attention to the crime 
that's happening out here and the theft and the stealing and and we can't even walk down the street safe that's happening in america not just over other areas other countries but um you know what's your message for leaders to stand up against this and start listening to the businesses or or what's your message to the businesses to be more vocal how can they be more supportive? Well, first off, it, it starts with you. First off, you're you, uh, you as a consumer. Stop buying anything that's made in communist China. They want to destroy us. Stop buying. Make sure we don't we don't do any business, you know, with with Iran, with with Russia, with Cuba, with Venezuela, with Nicaragua, um, North Korea. I mean, first off, use your dollars to send a message, and then when you vote, right, vote for what's best for your country. Vote for public safety and vote for national security. That's the most important thing. There's a lot of important issues out there. If you're dead, they don't matter. So, you know, you've got you've got to say we need to rescue this country. This country's in trouble because we've allowed the radical left to, to control the narratives. Like right now, what they're going to try to say is, is when when Israel invades Hamas and Gates invades Gaza, uh, you know, people are going to die. Yeah, because they've got to go destroy Hamas. And guess what? Every citizen of Gaza could leave and go into, into Egypt right now. But what's stopping them? Hamas is slowing them down, and Egypt won't open their borders. You know, if Egypt is so pro is you know Palestinian or Jordan or Iran, then then you need to open your gates and allow everybody that doesn't believe in Hamas to leave. So make it easier for Israel to go to destroy and kill every member of Hamas. Every member of Hamas needs to be be dead, dead, absolutely dead. Right. And we need to get our hostages back. We had Americans hostages. And I got a president that's weak. This is ridiculous. It is amazing seeing this. It reminds me of the 70s with a certain president that was in office. And then when we had a great one come after that stood strong and he really, you know, when you show the strength, you don't have to push war. You you intimidate more than anything. And I think America's lost that intimidation, having a leader that waffles so much. Um, you know, just recently uh, he was focused on, you know, you've you've come up with several bills and I want to recap and give you a chance to kind of talk to the listeners and everything. You you came up with a bill for the tax uh, to fight back on Biden's tax. Uh, his focus is on taxes right now. So focused on managing and controlling businesses, residents, citizens of America, not giving us the freedom that we fought for. But you just recently pushed a bill for uh, tax relief uh, to fight his um, tax bill that came out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I've got a variety of bills. The most important bill I'm doing right now is basically make sure uh, the $6 billion that goes to Moss doesn't go. Uh, make sure, you know, got to be able to make sure there's we don't send any more money to Palestinians. But then on top of that, Biden, think about what they're doing. Our population has grown by 1.8% uh, since 2019. Right? The, the Biden budget's up 55%. We don't need bigger government. We need smaller government. We need. They don't need to keep taking money. So every when I was governor, I cut taxes and fees a hundred times. I'm trying to do the exact same up there. Everything the Biden administration is doing to raise taxes and fees, I'm trying to stop. And if we don't get this budget under control, I mean, here's, here's a guarantee: no way. There's no way inflation will go down. There's no way that that. Uh, your mortgage rate's going to go down. There's no way that 
that your car payment rates are going to go down, your credit card interest rates are going to go down. It's not going to happen. And so I've got a variety of bills to stop all these, uh, this ridiculous spending and the ridiculous tax increases. Senator Scott, I want to thank you, you know, for joining us and, and fighting for us. What one thing that they did say in Pittsburgh when I was there is uh, we wish we had leadership like you guys do in Florida. We wish we had strong senators like you do. Um, they brought up their senator and the fiasco with him. Uh, and they said, God, can we trade you? And I laughed and I said, no way. You're not taking our great, our great guy leadership. And then um, we, they talked about governors and some of the stuff that you did uh, while you were governor, helping the businesses and helping the communities. America's screaming for this. We just need to all start waking up and speaking. Yep, we better start thinking about what you know what we're going to do just you know to prevent um, prevent all the crime and uh, and the potential risk for terrorism in this country. I mean, I'm scared to death for my family right now, and I'm scared to death for every family in this country. Well, just recently they they said, and I'll end it on this. They said that President Trump was being uh, divisive when he said that the borders opened up and allowing all terrorists to come in. Uh, the media is definitely fighting and, and attacking. They they don't want they, it doesn't matter if Republicans come in and bring the door to heaven. They're going to complain and say it was placed wrong and it wouldn't. It's not the accurate door uh, doorway. But um, yeah, the, the facts are the facts. Terrorists are coming in. They're being caught. How many have we not caught? So the facts are the facts. Criminals are coming. How many didn't we catch? Uh, so this is, there's nothing, this is not divisive, this is happening, and we better wake up. Senator Scott, I want to thank you for joining us, and is there anything you'd like the listeners to hear, last message? No, I've got, I've got nine offices in Florida here to help, uh, but we, we're going to have to work hard to rescue this country. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's all doable. Thanks, thanks, Senator Scott. Wow, Commissioner Sullivan, can you believe some of the stuff that Senator Scott just said? Senator Scott is so on on target on this uh, that uh, it's just a shame that we've got to fight uh, the news and the Democrats who put out absolutely incorrect information. And uh, it's really hurting the country. And the blame primarily goes to uh, President Joe Biden. I just hope that he doesn't force Israel to back off in any way whatsoever. You know, it's uh, wake up. Uh, Florida. We've got to pay attention to this. This is happening. The protest is happening in states all over uh, the nation. It's happening in the country. We've allowed people to come in the country that hate our country. They want to tear us apart. And they're protesting that we need to act cripple. We need to be uh, unified. But at the same time, we do not need to be unified against the world. Um, we need to be unified in their platform and their agenda. Um, thank God we have people like Commissioner Dave Sullivan in our counties. Uh, I served with him for uh, many years and enjoyed uh, fighting with you. And, and Commissioner Sullivan, thank you so much for what you do in Florida. We got great governor like Governor DeSantis and uh, State House Leader, uh, Speaker of the House, Paul Renner, who is a true patriot and American. We also have uh, Travis Hudson, great senator in this area. And then uh, Tom Leake and Volusia. Uh, Duval has theirs. They got some great leadership. Guys, 
I'm not trying to tell you to vote Republican. What I'm trying to do is tell you to vote American. Vote for somebody that cares about this country. Senator Scott's up for election. I think he is a obvious no-brainer uh, getting him in. But it is such an honor to have leadership here. But this could happen in our state of Florida. You know, again, they say things trend here five years, six years after they happen out west. This is not a trend we want to see in Florida. It is not something we want to see where we can't walk out and walk safely with our families and we have to worry about being shot killed ran off the road uh, our security is great but guys it's not foolproof it's something we have to pay attention to um commissioner sullivan thank you for joining me today thank you joe enjoyed it and really interesting to hear senator scott who's who's who's, who's got it figured out exactly right i just hope the message gets through we got to be boisterous we got to be public we got to push to be able to walk out and raise your kids in a safe place keep our prayers going for israel for the world for americans please the families that have been impacted and please let's get these people home safe let's support people like senator scott to get these people home safe have a great weekend and remember live workshop play florida